at the end of the day, there is no magic bullet. There is no perfect solution to not seeing babies saved, except for, I'm going to just let the cat out of the bag. If there was a magic bullet, here's what it would be. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. My name is Daniel Parks. I serve as the Sidewalk Outreach Director uh, for Love Life. I also serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life. And I'm joined, as always, by Vicki Cassiork. Say hey, Vicki. Hey, everyone. It's good and, to be here. And Vicki serves as our Sidewalk Outreach Training Director, involved in training people across the nation to do effective sidewalk outreach. And this podcast is focused on sidewalk outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we focus on other things from time to time, things that have to do with just pro-life stuff in general. But most of the time we focus particularly on sidewalk outreach, how to be effective on the sidewalk, how to stay encouraged, what, how to deal, deal with discouragement. Um, and we talk about practical stuff and more philosophical stuff. And so I think more today is there's going to be some practical practical and philosophical things that we drill into. Yep. And we've kind of tweaked our format a bit. And we'd like your feedback on this. We've decided that we would maybe do some segments in the podcast instead of just jumping right into a subject and talking about that subject the whole time. Starting out with some segments about um, just like a training segment. It's one of the segments we're going to do. We're going to jump in that in just a minute. Um, sharing a story like to really start with that. So we are mm-hmm. going to share a story, something that's happened on the sidewalk. We just looking on social media, looking at what our teams are doing. We have a regular meeting with all of our leaders across the nation. We come together once a week and they share what's going on in their city. And there's some stories that just shine forth that we really think um, that would encourage you guys and let you guys know that God's doing amazing stuff across the nation. So that's kind of how we've broken it up. So we tell a story, we do a, a little training segment, and then we jump into the subject that we're going to be covering. And so we hope you guys like this format. Reach out to me. We're going to leave our um, email addresses at the end of this episode. So if you have cre- questions or comments about this episode, about the format, um, reach out to us. So with that, let's jump into our story segment. Yeah. Share a story, something awesome that's happened on the sidewalk or happened with a mom that has chosen life, Vicki, that, that came across your radar. Yeah, so this was really exciting. This happened um, not long ago. I, th- I think it was just this past week. And I don't know how the story began, but someone contacted our Love Life teams in Colorado saying that they had word of a 14-year-old girl who was being coerced to abort by her parents. She did not want the abortion. And they knew when um, this abortion was supposed to take place, but they didn't know where. But they knew it was somewhere in Colorado. 
And they even knew okay. the girl's name. I believe the girl contacted them. Do you know? Do you know how that story started? It seems like something like that. This girl didn't want to have an abortion and she was being coerced, being actually right. forced to have an abortion right. out of state. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not sure of that detail, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the detail. The The girl reached out or a friend of the girl or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so well, um, the people contacted our Love Life teams and... They decided to go to every abortion center. They knew the date of the abortion, but they the um, intended abortion, but they yeah. did not know where. And so they were on every sidewalk where uh, an abortion might take place. And they actually cited the girl as she's being brought in by her parents. So they saw her walking in. They They're saw like, okay, her that's, walking that's her. in. Okay, wow. And they had already alerted all the abortion centers that they were at, that there was a coerced abortion and that the, that the abortion center could not legally and should not legally do that abortion. Yeah. When the girl walked in, I'm, I'm so a So they li- actually reached out to the abortion did. centers they did. themselves. So they did. Planned Parenthood or whatever yep. other. They okay. talked to the abortion centers telling them there is a girl coming. She's 14. She has reached out to us. She does not want this abortion. Yeah. And um, when they saw her go in, they notified the abortion center. This is the coerced abortion. Um, and the abortion center refused to do the abortion. They yeah. I, they separated the the young lady from the parents, was my understanding, and got the story that the girl absolutely yeah. did not want that abortion. Wow. And at the time that um, I received this, which was, uh, I think, August 2nd is when I copied this. What's today? August 3rd, right? So, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just got this, um, and at this point, um, the as far as they know, the baby's still alive. Yeah. Um, not out of the woods yet, because the father is apparently threatening wow. to um, to abort the baby himself. I mean, some awful stuff. Yeah. Wow. So, um, an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. And so, with that, guys, I want to encourage you very strongly, and you're going to be listening to this a good many days after the fact. But this story is likely still going to be playing out at that point unless she is somehow forced into having the abortion. And either way, she would definitely need prayer. So I want to encourage you guys to be praying for this particular story. Yeah. Praying for that young lady um, and against the pressure that she's feeling. Her support network is being pulled out from under her. They're not supporting her and doing what's right. They're trying to pressure her to do what's evil. So pray for her. Pray for the conviction of sin for her parents. And the boyfriend and whoever else might be speaking lies and pray that God would comfort her in doing what's right. Yeah. The boyfriend and the young lady were able to see the baby. I forget how old the baby is, but yeah. um, but they did see the baby. The boyfriend is apparently very supportive. Okay. And um and wants the baby. They okay. both they I both thought wanted. you said earlier the boyfriend was wanting you mean her I father. You, you her said the father. father her okay. father. Sorry if if I was confused about that, I'm glad we clarified that. It it was her parents that are pushing for the abortion. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah against well, I mean will. in this kind of springs into the training component here into that segment of this podcast episode that we wanted to encourage you guys with just the vital um, part of this ministry that is networking with other ministries. Yep. The idea that we're just isolated, that we're out there by ourselves, that this is love life doing the stuff and that we don't need anybody else. And I know you guys that are listening, you don't embrace that idea, but someone might. Is, is, is a false notion, and it's not a kingdom mindset. 
a kingdom mindset, kingdom of God, we want to advance his kingdom, not our own mindset is one where we want to network, we want to connect. And that's what happened in this story. Like we right. weren't the initial contact for this right. young lady. It was and I don't ministry. think we were actually the one, I don't, I'm not sure it was a Love Life team that actually saw the girl. I think it was a sidewalk team member, but not of a Love Life team, just someone yeah. else on the sidewalk in another facility or, you know, at another abortion center. But they were all talking with each other. They're all on the lookout and and they had flooded every abortion center. And this yeah. was because of of coming together networking together to try and save this this little baby yeah and ultimately succeeded yeah yeah and that's amazing yeah and so with that just want to encourage you guys one of the first uh, I guess areas of connection that we would always encourage people in brand new in a city or if you're already established in a city doing sidewalk outreach is connecting with and building relationship with your pregnancy center. Yeah, so critical. Now, there can be some differing philosophies of ministry and things like that, but at the end of the day, they do things that we simply cannot do. Yeah. They do pregnancy testing. They do um, the ultrasounds. Here in Charlotte, people are like, oh, you guys have that RV that is out there, does the free ultrasounds and pregnancy tests. Actually, we don't have that. Mm-hmm. That's a partnering ministry. Mm-hmm. That's Help Pregnancy Center. Right. And they are the ones who, they bring that mobile unit out. They supply the volunteers for that mobile unit. They raise the funds for it. It's yeah. not coming out of Love Life. That's that's their fundraising for yeah. that RV. Yeah. And yeah. so networking with other ministries, also mm-hmm. not just the uh, pregnancy centers, but maternity homes is really mm-hmm. important. Um, pro-life National doctors. ministries. Yeah, pro-life mm-hmm. doctors. Mm-hmm. Having a kingdom mindset, knowing that you need others that maybe are not particularly of the Love Life Ministry, but you know, we're definitely pro-life and, yeah. and gospel-centered. Is really vital. It's really important, and so I want to encourage you guys with that. Seek out those connections. If you're serving under a sidewalk director, or under a city director, do whatever you can to encourage them, and um, maybe you can be a touch point between the sidewalk ministry and the pregnancy center. Maybe you can be sort of a liaison for that or something. I, I, I don't know. Just throwing some ideas out there, but it is yeah. vital to have those connections and to build that network and to, to maintain that network. Yeah, right. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. So move into the, the main event of yeah. this podcast. We'll talk about um, uh, a question, actually, from one of our sidewalk counselors, and they were wondering if they could come in um, and observe our team because they they themselves don't see a whole lot of babies saved, and they were they were wondering if if they came and just immersed themselves watching our teams in Charlotte. We do see a lot of babies saved, honestly, most of the time. They thought maybe they would see more babies saved in their own area. Yeah, which may or may not be true, but it it kind of started my thoughts on this podcast about. Is there a magic bullet? Right. Is there a specific something that yeah. you can do to guarantee success? Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically, that's that's what that person was sort of asking. Yeah. And yeah, I know. So I travel around the country, mostly on the West Coast, yeah. and get to observe sidewalk ministries, and I get to, um, I get to hear people's stories and their struggles and all of that. And one of the things I hear a lot. Actually, and I encourage people because you know, people want to come to Charlotte. I hear them say, I'd love to come to Charlotte yeah. and and see what you guys are doing, which I'm like, yes and amen. We'd love to have you. Right. No doubt you could learn some things. 
just like when I go into their cities, I learn some things. Um, and then I hear a lot too. It's like, oh, if we just had what you guys had, if we just had a mobile ultrasound unit, uh, or if we just had a pro-life doctor, right? like Dr. Matt, which is amazing. Right. Yeah. If we just had a pregnancy center that partnered with us, like you guys with Help Pregnancy Center there in Charlotte, or if we, if we just had, you know, as many prayer walkers as you guys have on a Saturday or whatever, a lot of times it's the mobile unit, actually. That's kind of, that's one of the things right. that people that are looking at what happens in Charlotte see that's like, this is the magic bullet. Like if we yeah. had the mobile unit, we'd see more babies saved. Yeah. And certainly don't want to minimize how effective the mobile ultrasound unit is because it's amazing and it is effective and don't want to minimize the other things too. Praise God for what he's given us. But I'm telling you, there is no magic bullet. There is no, if you had this, then you would be more effective. Right. Um, Because every scenario is different. Of course, we're going to dig into that a little deeper, but every scenario is different. And there is kind of like, and it's a human propensity. There's kind of like this mentality of the grass is always greener. If only, I mean, think about it. We do that in relationships. We do that maybe in marriage. If only my husband was was like this, Mm -hmm. or if only my wife did this or did that, or if only my kids would do this or do that, somehow things would be better. Yeah. And though I think it's important for us to assess what we're doing, I think it's important for us to look at what others are doing if it's effective and do what we can to, to model that or at least ask questions and pick their brains on how we can be more effective. To me, that's just practical wisdom. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there is no magic bullet. There is no perfect solution to not seeing babies saved except for I'm going to just let the cat out of the bag. If there was a magic bullet, here's what it would be. Yeah. One word. Mm-hmm. Faithfulness. Right. Faithfulness. Yeah. You, you you think, like, people look at Charlotte again, how amazing it is here. And there's certainly a lot of good people, a lot of, a lot of awesome work being done. But it took us 10 plus years to get all the abortion centers covered here in Charlotte. We still mm-hmm. struggle to get volunteers to cover every day. Yep. And so we don't have a magic bullet, right? And so God's done some amazing things. Don't want to minimize what he's done. But every ministry has its struggles, and the grass might be greener on the other side, but the key to what we've seen here in Charlotte and why we see the fruit that we've seen is we've been at this thing for a long time. We've been faithful. We've been faithful day in and day out. We have volunteers that have laid that foundation of faithfulness, people that have been serving out here on the sidewalk for 10-plus years. Yep. And that, if you want to talk about a magic bullet, it's keeping your hand to the plow and not looking back. Be faithful. And there's still not a magic bullet, right? Yeah, because a bullet is fast. And right. so what you're talking about, talking about a slow is, is a slow process. And that was actually my title, um, was that it's it's a process, not, yeah. not a magic bullet. And that's why that title, because I have been at this for a very long time, not as long as you, Daniel, but I've been doing this for 11 years. And I will tell you that there is a mindset that if I just do ABC, I will see exactly the same results. That isn't true even for me from day to day as I step out on the sidewalk. Um, And it certainly isn't true. Sidewalk outreach is not a formula. Yeah. It is is a process and it is a submission 
of a uh, the sidewalk team first and foremost to the Lord and being faithful in showing up day after day after day. Yeah. So uh, we don't want this to be a downer that, oh, there's, you know, there's no hope. You just got to, you know, gut it out for 11 years. We do actually have practical advice, but, but I do think that the, the first practical advice is don't compare yourselves to others and, and don't think that, if you just go visit one more wonderful sidewalk counseling team, you're going to go home and all of a sudden magically transform what happens yeah. on, on your own sidewalk. So um, so one of the first things you should prepare, you said that, you alluded to that. Right, we definitely yeah. should, We you can increase your effectiveness if you're prepared. Yeah. So we do our training, um, everything we do with training, our videos, our Sidewalk intensives, this podcast, we do Zoom meetings, um, and we do all that because we recognize that the more prepared you are, yes, you're probably going to be more effective, and that yeah. there are some things that you can do yeah. that are going to increase effectiveness. Yeah, absolutely. So do those. Prepare yeah. and learn. Don't don't feel, you know, but um, uh, one of the main um paragraphs in the article that accompanies this is don't put God in a box. Yeah. Don't believe that if I do this, 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 then God complies. Right. Yeah. Because the results are his. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. At the end of the day, God does the baby saving. Right. Right. God does the changing of hearts. Salvations, as people come to him, that's God's work. Right. Our our, Our work is what Paul said, planting seeds and watering seeds. God's work is giving the increase. So that's why we always have to make sure that we understand, put things in context. When you see a bunch of babies saved in Charlotte or California or New Mexico, wherever, know that it's God doing that. Right. There may be some things, and this is kind of the balance, right, that we're trying to strike in this episode, is that do you need to look at what other people are doing? Absolutely. You'd be a fool not to look at what they're doing if they're doing something that's a little more... Um, I don't know, a little more effective. Like if you're seeing more babies saved in a particular city, then you're wise to look at that situation and say, are there some things that they're doing that I could you know, add to the ministry in my city? But um, if there aren't, and even if there are, maybe the context that you're in in your city is not the same, right? I mean, I think about New York City, for example. Yeah. The context is very different mm-hmm. than the context here in Charlotte. Right. You, know, you got cars driving in here in Charlotte and it's an abortion clinic that they don't do anything but abortions here. Right. So that's a very different dynamic than being on the streets of New York City where you got people foot traffic walking up to a Planned Parenthood where you're not 100% whether people are coming in for abortions or not. Yeah. You're like, also in the deal right there. Exactly. You're in the Bible Belt here yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah. That's not true in New York City or very, yeah. very, very liberal. Um, area probably uh, most people would probably not identify as as Christians or as believers in God in any way. So you know that's going to have a huge effect um, on the you know how how easily you're going to be able to yeah. to talk about God, which is the basis of the value of human life, and convince them that therefore they should not kill their child. It yeah. is much easier in, yeah. in an area that, that is filled with people who at least claim to know and love God. Yeah, no doubt. And and I'll say, too, here in Charlotte, 
there's three different abortion centers and each yeah. one has its own unique challenges. And, yeah. you know, if we were reaching out at the Wendover Clinic only, then we probably wouldn't see as many babies saved. Yeah, for sure, because they don't. Or they may, there may be that many babies saved, but we, we don't just know. Don't find we out can't about count it them. Because we, you're yeah. 100 yards away from right. the, the the abortion center where you have right. to be to, to stand and be uh, not be trespassing. Right. And it's a business uh, complex with a bunch of other things inside of there, so you don't know who's coming in for what. It's very difficult to know. Right. If you're reaching the moms going in or not, you yeah. know, and so you're scattering seed more broadly. Yeah. Um, Planned Parenthood is very different as well. Um, so each one has its unique challenges. And so that's why I say faithfulness is such a key because we do what we do in faith. I, I know that there are babies saved at the Wind, Windover Clinic that the team there, they won't, we won't find out about, you know, as a ministry, some of the babies, yeah. many of the babies that are saved until we stand before God. Exactly. And so, you know, we have to do what we do in faith and do what we do not to see results, but to to glorify Jesus yeah. and praise God when he lets us see results. So I wrote that there are some things that I believe are at the core of being yeah. a successful sidewalk counselor. And honestly, I wrote this so long ago. I don't remember what I wrote. So right. before you look ahead, Daniel, what would you say? I think I listed two. I believe that there are two main things or at least I did when I wrote this article. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I've changed my mind by now. Right. Two main things that are at the core of a successful sidewalk counselor. What yeah. would you say? Yeah. So I would say, first and foremost, philosophy of ministry, right? Okay. Why do you do what you do? Okay. First and foremost, it needs to be, be for the Lord. clear in your head right. why you're doing yep. what you're doing. Yep. Okay. Are you doing what you're doing for the Lord? Are you doing what you're doing out of past guilt from a past uh -huh. abortion or uh -huh. involvement in an abortion or just because, you know, you only now realize that babies are dying. And so now are you functioning out of a love for God or out of guilt? Mm -hmm. So to me, the first thing would be philosophy of ministry, because that's what will keep you faithful. And faithfulness would be the second thing. Okay. Yeah. Why do you do what yeah. you do? You do it for the Lord. And then secondly, are you faithful in it? That means that when it's raining, when it's hot, when it's mm -hmm. cold, are you there? When there's because, other great things that just come up at yeah. the last minute, are you going to be faithful to your commitment to your fellow sidewalk counselors? Yeah. Or are you going to go do those great things that just cropped up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's part yeah. of faithfulness. So, you know, faithfulness really is the key. Here's the thing. I just shared it, shared it a thousand times, and I'll share it a thousand more. All we can do is plant seeds and water seeds. God gives the increase. Right. Right. So you can't control how many people respond when you hand out literature, or when you call out or, or whatever. You can't, you really cannot um, control that. Mm -hmm. But what you can control is how many times you show up. <clears throat> yeah. And just by virtue of the fact that you're showing up, that will lend itself to more babies being saved. Think about it. You yeah. know, if you're out there once a month versus once a week, you're going to have more interactions because you're out there more, and ultimately that's going to translate into more babies being saved and people coming to the Lord and all that stuff. So you can't control the result, but you can control how many times you show up. Yeah. Right? So being faithful, and I'm not trying to put a burden on people. to If you can serve once a month and that's all you can do, do that, but do it faithfully. Exactly. If you can serve once a week, do that and do it faithfully. Yeah. And so that's that's the key to me is, is, is doing it unto the Lord 
and being faithful. Okay, so let's see what I I wrote because I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> so I think they're they're very similar. So first of all, I said they are zealously and constantly abiding in the Lord. Okay, they're bathing their hearts and their minds in the Word. You can't give what you don't have is another one of your right. yeah. uh, common statements. Um, and so you know they're in prayer, they're uh, they're depending fully on God. Yeah, for for just every moment. That not only that they're there on the sidewalk, but they're, that they're there on earth, that they truly are completely submitted, sold out, dependent yeah. on God. That was my first one. And then the second one is they show up, that they are faithful to. So we pretty much agreed yeah. on, on, on what those are well, the two main, let main me, things. Let me just jump into that first thing that you said, because my thing was doing what you do as unto the Lord. Right. Yeah. And of course, that flows out of, or, it, that that connects very closely to abiding in the Lord. So right. what yeah. you're essentially saying is people who are effective intentionally cultivate cultivate a relationship with the Lord. Right. They are people that are in the word, the people are there yeah. in prayer. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's because they do what they do as unto the Lord. We realize when we do what we do as unto the Lord, we need God. Yeah. Right? We need the Lord. We need to abide in him. You know, when we do our trainings, I always kind of you know, tongue in cheek, but I think it's it's true. I say, I, I want to give you my secret, super top secret key to being effective on the sidewalk. Yeah. You ever heard me say that? Yes. I, I Here's my super duper top secret key to being effective. Right. And everyone's on the yeah, edge of their like, seat. What They're is like, it? Okay. What is the silver the magic bullet? bullet exactly Here's the magic looking. bullet here. Let me give it to you. That's, what, that's how I'm going to word it from now. And I'm going to give you the magic bullet. <laughs> right. To see babies saved. Do this, we guarantee. Do this. <laughs> promise you, you'll be effective. Right. And it's this. Walk with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Walk with the Lord. Amen. Right? Abide Amen. in Him. That's my super duper top secret <laughs> silver magic bullet yep. for you to be effective and then be faithful. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, absolutely agree that that is, that's the second um, main main character, quality, whatever, part of a sidewalk counselor. If yeah. you want to be an effective counselor, be faithful. And I love, as I was, I try to always have a verse that kind of I'm framing uh, these articles about. And from Revelation 2.10, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. And then this line, be faithful until death. And I will give you the crown of life. And I love that because I do think yeah. that that should be our kind of our rallying cry that we remain faithful until death um, to God and to what he's called us to do. And the reward is so great. Yeah. So I, I hope this is an encouragement to all of you because the good news is, you know, you don't need to be eloquent. You you don't need to be beautiful. Um, <laughs> you don't need to be really anything you just need to be in the Lord and showing up faithfully. Yeah. And yeah. we guarantee you will see babies saved, or at least babies will be saved. Whether you'll see them or not, maybe yeah, not. We can't guarantee hands. that. All right. But we can guarantee there will be lives saved because you have been faithful yeah. to the Lord. So here's the scripture I want to end with. Okay. Proverbs 20, verse 6. Okay. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. But who can find a faithful man? Mm. People can talk about how how much zeal they have, how much mm-hmm. they want to see babies saved, um, how much they're against abortion, how much some, sh- something should be done about this abortion problem. Yeah. 
But at the end of the day, words are cheap. What you truly believe is born out in what you do and being faithful. So I want to encourage you guys, be faithful in those hard times when it's tough to be out there on the sidewalk, when you know, you've got things going on with your family. I'm not saying neglect your family, but there is a, a certain honor that God gives to us when we put it on the calendar and we are faithful to show up when we said we would be there. And uh, God's going to honor that. You know, we honor the Lord and your faithfulness and he'll honor you. So hopefully this was an encouragement to you guys. You can reach out to me, Daniel at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky with a Y at lovelife.org. Also check out our podcast website and you can go on there and search in our episodes, keywords. Maybe if you wonder if we covered a particular subject, we probably did. And so you can go to gospelcenteredprolife.com and check out all of our episodes there. And also the articles for these episodes are on our Sidewalks for Life website, our training and equipping website, sidewalks4life.com. So check that out. And until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. But nothing's too precious since I met you.